0: Greetings readers, this is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with
1: us, because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far.
0: And a welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We tried something a little bit different, and this is going to be our first audiobook um, that we're reviewing. And so the title is... Uh,
1: The Lincoln Highway by Amor
0: Tolles. And where did you hear from this? Because you're the one that sent me the audiobook, and thank you so much for doing that.
1: Um, Kathy Williams. um, She said it was a dandy, so... And it is, it's quite the ride. Uh, it takes you back to 1954 and the whole story takes place in 10 days, which is a big contrast to his other books. I haven't read them, but they take years. And he did this just to challenge himself, just to
0: make it different. It's funny. The book he is, is over a course of 10 days, but the actual writing of it took him years. I think he yes, started true. working on it in 2014.
1: He said he typically plans and outlines it all out, and that takes two years. And then he had this all outlined out, and then he changed his mind. So then he had to start over. Because he said, I think Sally should be heard. I think Mm. Duchess should be heard. So then he went to tell it from everybody's viewpoint instead of just one or two. So it's pretty interesting.
0: When was this published?
1: 19... Well, What did I say? Uh, I don't guess I wrote it
0: down because it's an audio book. Uh, Yeah, it was published in 2021.
1: Okay. So, uh, Kathy, you know, she really... I will say a red alert for uh, people with kids, if you do get the audio book, which I would recommend getting the audio because of all the different voices, but when it's Duchess's turn to talk, you don't need children in the room, so... Uh, there's Yes, this is probably...
0: Of, as far as language goes, this is probably our heaviest book that we've done with language. There's a lot of a lot of language in it
1: and it's all from duchess usually but when you when you get into his background and you find out that his dad drops him off at an orphanage uh at the age of eight and that his dad also (laughs) sold him out for a watch and then just several things so he's he has problems he has problems Mm -hmm.
0: so give the outline of this what is the story about
1: well, uh, the main character would be Emmett Watson, who's 18 years old, and it starts out, uh, the warden from a juvenile work farm is driving Emmett home to his farm in Nebraska because uh, he, I think he served 15 months military manslaughter, but he's getting out a little early because his dad passed away. And he That's has cute, an 8-year-old yeah. brother, Billy. Mm-hmm. But unbeknownst to the reader or or to Emmett is the two stowaways that are in the warden's car. And that's where your story takes a twist.
0: Because you think uh' so the so his Emmett's father was not a very good businessman. I think he was a great man, but not a good businessman and the so the when he gets home he basically has to deal with what's left like he has to take billy and and the farm or the ranch is being repossessed so by the bank so they have basically lost everything and so him and billy they make a plan that they're just going to head to california um in hopes of finding their mom who ab- abandoned them
1: when, when when billy was a baby
0: when billy was so eight years ago basically
1: yeah. and that billy has these postcards from her she sent, like, how many postcards? Eight, eight mm-hmm. or nine postcards on her, as she traveled the Lincoln Highway going to San Francisco. And so Billy thinks, in his eight-year-old mind, that if they travel that same route, they'll, they'll run into their mom. And, yes. And then uh, when Emmett was a teenager before the incident happened, he had worked for a carpenter and uh, saved up his money and bought the car. So inside the car... Uh, i forgot how much money it was three thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. that was all he had his dad had left him that three thousand dollars and then that car was Emmett's. if it hadn't been the bank would have taken it
0: yes and his dad i guess had found a way to, to he wanted to leave Emmett something so the three thousand dollars was it and the studebaker <laughs> the blues means- the the blue studebaker
1: so I'm just amazed at the richness of um, the story. Like, you feel like you're taking the trip with them, basically. Like, you're involved in, in it from the, the, and it may be the audiobook uh, but even a couple times, so I don't have a whole lot of quotes, but uh, there is one that I wrote down from Sally, which Sally is a, the rancher's daughter that lives nearby, and she's been taking care of Billy. So she's got the house all clean, There's, and she brings a casserole and all this, but she's saucy. She's very saucy. And she says, um, whoever said that something worthwhile shouldn't take time. Time is what God uses to separate the idle from the industrious. And she said that. She's really mad because she makes homemade jam, and Emmett said, well, you can buy it in the store. You know, we really don't need your, you know, and woo. <laughs> that was not the thing to say. So she got a little upset there.
0: I like that part where she was talking about that. And why does she do it? She, you know, she likes doing it. And, and I think that's, I like, the, you know, the same with kind of, because um, I know you have a record player and that's kind of inconvenient because, it's so much easier just to listen to music on your phone. Like you can have so much more and, and but there's something about it's when you're not doing what's in, when you're not doing what's convenient with, yes. I feel like you enjoy it more.
1: And she said, just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. And mm-hmm. then she also said, I do it because it's old fashioned. I mean, that yes. kind of defined her. She seems to be to me, the, the common sensical one in, in the, in the, in the whole story because like one time billy got in trouble at school and um he's in trouble because and this is yeah and i was listening to uh Amor tolls talk about why he did it in 1954 because nothing is happening in 1954 it's before everything you know Mm -hmm. but why is he doing it then he said because that's why he was doing it's on the cusp of everything you know Mm -hmm. the big equal rights stuff and all that is fixing to happen but the wars we're gonna, going to get into. but So right here, it's kind of like teetering. We're teetering. And they were making him do those bomb drills in school, so you're supposed to hide under your desk. And Billy doesn't want to do that, because he has this book, which I knew I'd forget the title, but it's Professor Abernathy's son, hero, blah, 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 compendium. Compendium. I remember that. So inside it is all these heroes, and some of them are real like Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, and then some of them like um, Ulysses and people from mythology and everything. But in there, you know, it's telling you always to be brave. Well, when they're telling him to hide under the desk, he won't do it. And so he gets sent to the principal's office, and she goes down there, and she tells the principal off. And she said something about, and this was hilarious. She said uh, something about getting under a desk for a bomb drill, is a, provides about as much protection from a bomb as you combing those few strands of hair <laughs> provides <laughs> provide you protection against getting a sunburn because he was bald. And she said, because it, it, when she was talking to him, he, she was saying, Does he think that's fooling anybody? He has no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought she was funny. Yes. And so she, uh, just to wrap that little t- part of it up, is she gets the principal to let him be the duck and cover monitor. So Billy goes from room to room making sure everyone else is under their desk. And Billy's fine with that. But he doesn't want to hide. So I thought
0: that was cute. I, I feel like Sally was very unappreciated. She, uh, she saved the day. Over and I over mean, again. I mean, when they were stranded. And, and, like, she took Billy in when his dad died and he was still in, I mean, like Mm -hmm. she's kind of always there, but she's just really unappreciated. I really kind of felt sorry for her. Yeah. And her dad doesn't appreciate her. And she does all the cooking and cleaning and, you know, it's yeah. And sometimes
1: those jobs that are done daily are unappreciated. No, not many kids say, thank you mom for the clean clothes. Thank you mom for the clean Mm -hmm. house. Nobody does that. It gets where it's expected. But always a kind word is the best way to go. I mean, I, I, I don't know. There was a point in time where... So the, the most conflicted character in the book is actually Duchess. Yes. Who, who has uh, so much grief and heartache in his life. But it tells you... Some, and I don't remember who's talking, but I had to stop and write it down. It said, Young children will come to imagine that the habits of their household are the habits of the world. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's so powerful. Because if, if, you're, if your family's yelling and screaming at each other, you assume everybody's yelling and screaming. Or, like in Wooly's case, if nobody's talking, then you assume nobody talks.
0: Well, is that true? Because, I mean, like in your case, did you think that everyone was like you until... Yeah. Probably TV, right? Because you said you really liked the Brady Bunch.
1: Well, I, I actually, when I went to someone's house and I saw everybody was treating each other nicely, you know, I'm like, "Oh, this is nice. It is like the Brady Bunch," you know. So, uh, yeah. And and Wooly was the rich kid, but he has problems too. Yeah. Uh, he and he, it, when the voice is talking, you th- at first you think, "Is he dumb? Is he dumb or something?" No, but he's just um drugged. He's Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I, he has this uh, air quote medication that he takes. And I think it does make him.
0: Well, and I've heard some, some um, discussion on the, I think, and I, it looks that way too, in the book, that Willie is what they have called. They call it arrested development because he lost his dad in World War II when he was like seven or eight. And basically emotionally, he's still that way. Like, it, it kind of, it, because of a traumatic experience or whatever, he's kind of stuck in that. And so he's processing on, you know, he's this 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid processing on, like, an 8-year-old level. So that's why he got along really well with Billy, though.
1: And, and I think Billy, he's unusual because I think he's on the spectrum because he rocks and he uh, really, I mean, he, but he's, and that makes him extra, extra insightful He's very insightful, and he he's made Emmett promise him that he will not get angry and act on that, that he, when he gets angry, he will count to ten. He made mm-hmm. Billy, the eight-year-old, made him promise that. Because what happened uh, 15 months ago was they were walking along the fair. He's holding, Emmett's holding Billy's hand, and this guy starts talking bad about his mom leaving his dad and how his dad doesn't know anything and and. And Emmett just keeps walking and walking, but the guy keeps talking and talking, and finally Emmett reaches that level. He can't can't ignore it anymore, and he hits him one time in the face. He falls down and hits a cement block at the county fair. You know, I think it was near the cotton candy stand, and it kills him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, uh, and he never let loose of Billy's hand. He's still holding Billy's hand. Yeah. So, uh I felt sorry for Emmett because that happened, because nowhere in his mind did he think. But it does, the book tells, shows you vividly one act can change your whole life. Yes. Even though he didn't mean for that to happen. And he feels terrible about it, because later on when he gets out, the, the guy's brother, the dead guy's brother, finds him and beats the tar out of him, and uh, Emmett lets him. He doesn't even raise a hand to him. So I, I, you know, I just felt like, I don't know if we need to tell kids that, you know, one, oh, this goes with, what was the book that said, why not, oh, that was uh, the last bookshop in London where he said, learn, learn about the consequences through books, not, not through mm, real life. That's good.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it kind of connects.
0: Mm-hmm. How many stars did you give the Lincoln Highway?
1: Uh, I had to take off a little for the profanity, so I said four and a half. But the story would definitely be five, but I just didn't like the profanity. I'll just be honest.
0: So I gave it four stars as well, also for the language, and it's it's pretty heavy. So it's like, as far as recommending it, I'm like, I, I guess it would depend on the person if I would recommend it. It's really well written. It keeps your attention. Um, there's great quotes, all of that. Um, it's just pretty heavy. So you
1: said, you said in this uh, podcast, we would not do the ending, right?
0: No, I think we should do, I I want to talk about the ending with you. Um, so there will be a spoiler, but we will warn you before we get to that. Okay.
1: And, uh, and if you buy the book or check it out, at the library, it's 588 pages. So it's a, it's a read. Yeah. So I think, uh. Uh, but one thing, I, you know, there, there are some good quotes which you don't get on an audio usually. I wrote a few down, but like one of them said, uh, and this is kind of how he talks. I'll try to do him like, I was the one who baked the lasagna and he was the one who cleaned up the kitchen. That was from <laughs> Duchess. But, you know, how many times I thought you could use that with kids. Hey, you bake the lasagna, you clean up the kitchen. I mean, mm-hmm. You clean up your own mess. I thought that was a cute way to put that.
0: Speaking of lasagna, there is a point where they... They all have this really good dinner, and Duchess cooks this great meal and everything like that, and I was looking at the the author, and he had a friend um, who was um, Italian-American or whatever, and that's kind of who cooked really good and stuff, and that was kind of the inspiration of that, and the recipe's on there, and you said you found it, so yeah. we're going to have to make that fettuccine mio more or something yeah. like that. Was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think one of my quotes I wrote down that was, uh, what wisdom the Lord does not see fit to endow us with at birth, he provides through the gift of experience. <laughs> mm, that's good. So,
1: Well, I, I think that there was a whole little uh, chapter there where Sally says what kindness is. And she said kindness isn't doing what is necessary. So I, I put down kindness begins where necessity ends. Mm, and I remember an fun. Andy Griffith... Uh, episode where he said kindness was spreading a little jam on the bread giving someone a piece of bread would be necessity but if you put a little jam on the bread
0: that ooh would be that's a great connection i love that analogy so you I know love when that analogy. when you
1: put your kids to bed you've done nothing but if you tell them a you read them a story and you say your prayers and that's kindness mm-hmm. so you went beyond what you had to do and now you're getting to the kindness and i i, I like that
0: yes i like that spread a little jam we all need to be spreading a little bit more jam
1: yeah we <laughs> so do. we'll be and a better
0: it, place it,
1: and it could be homemade like hers yeah <laughs> but if someone gives you homemade something i think in that instance when she's talking i think in our society because it is an instant microwave drive-through society we want everything right now And so we have really diminished the value of time put Uh into something and the value of homemade things because they may not be. I remember uh, Welch's uh, commercial saying uh, we couldn't match the the love grandma put into her jam, so we settled for a little extra flavor. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that is our society to, you know, I might make you a hamburger, but I'm not going to get it to you as fast as McDonald's. But yeah, my hamburger is going to be made with love.
0: I do feel like there is a shift coming and probably, you know, the pendulum swings, but I feel like people are, there's a, there's a group of people that recognize that. And you'll see more of these artisan things. Like uh, I've seen artisan bread and, and there's jewel like handmade jewelry. There's different things that are kind of coming back to, and like the whole, the vinyls, the record players are making mm-hmm. a comeback so there's kind of there is a there's a there's a movement of, hey we you know and even gardening and kind of doing your own step gardening again that there's kind of a shift back towards that a little bit,
1: just slowing down a,
0: a uh, small group of people. Yeah, <laughs> very
1: small. Uh, they, he used the word mollifying to describe Emmett's dad, so I I wanted to know what that was, but it it he said. Something about Emmett's dad made mollifying remarks. And I looked that up and it was just like pacifying uh, to lessen the harshness of stuff. So I kind of picture Emmett's dad uh, because you have to go back to what kind of marriage did Emmett and uh, Emmett's mom and dad have. And it was a strange one because his dad would think everything was okay, and it wasn't because she left them. She abandoned a baby and then Emmett who... uh, and he remembered it all, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think what the trauma that that, you know, I'm just thinking, I, I don't know. The dad might not have been present or something. I don't I, I, I don't know. He did not have a voice in the book because he passed. But I, if you like a lot of different viewpoints, uh, then you would actually love this book.
0: I think the dad was present with his voice, though. Like, I feel like because the, both of them... I mean, even though they've had hardships and stuff like that, you see the difference between Emmett's ethics and Duchess. And, like, you see the difference of having, and he, Emmett made that connection, too. Like, even though his dad wasn't good with business and stuff like that, he would never have sold um, Emmett out for money.
1: Oh, no, no. So And the, and the fact that it said, uh, I can't remember how the author put it, but when Emmett wanted to go work for the carpenter his dad put his stamp of approval on that which Mm -hmm. Emmett was kind of worried about that why he thought he might be upset that he doesn't want to be a farmer Mm -hmm. Uh, but he wasn't because he said uh, well people can always use a good carpenter
0: so what's something that you learned from this book
1: well, you know, Billy has this big compendium book
0: by Professor
1: Abernathy, and he's carrying it around all the time. And then, which side <laughs>
0: note, that's not a real book. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. It's not. Yeah.
1: But at the end of the story, or not the end, but near when they're in New York, and you're saying, how are they in New York if they went, if they're supposed to go to California? Yeah, I know. Go figure that out. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But. Uh, let's just say
0: that. We'll Duchess, say Duchess.
1: Yeah, Duchess stole the car. Yeah. And anyway, but, but who do they see but Professor Abernathy? And this is what I thought. I, I learned this because I thought it was a good analogy. And uh, it, it, it's, it's funny how uh, God makes everything kind of come together so I can remember it really well. So we're studying Africa at school and their resources. And diamonds are uh, a resource in Africa and Professor Abernathy says that a diamond he compares life to a diamond and you think of the shape of a diamond and it has the ebbing you know as a point it goes to the point so you start off and you have tons of opportunities tons at the top you've got you know the world is your oyster so to speak and then it goes down and goes down so at the very end because he was talking about Uh, A man going blind, a man with dementia, a man with TB, you know, friends of his, your life narrows at the end. So I I just thought if people saw that, then they might think, okay, it would make you strive to do better each day in Mm -hmm. in your life. Because it it is going to come to a point. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was a good visual. How about you?
0: I thought, I think that's really good. Um, I like that. Yeah, the diamond thing of the life and you started a point. I like that a lot. Um, and, and going back, that was probably my favorite scene was so Duchess is kind of trying to put Billy in his place because Billy has read this book twenty-six times. This <laughs> Professor Abernathy, he's he always is quoting him. He's kind of a know-it-all, but not in a prideful way. He's just he does. He knows a lot. And Duchess was kinda of wanting to take him down a few pegs. And so Duchess was like, Oh. Because he had heard Billy say that, you know, that Professor Abernathy wrote this from the Empire State Building. He's like, well, let's go just, let's go meet this guy. Because Duchess <laughs> thought he didn't exist. He wanted to take Billy down a few pegs. He wanted to knock him off his, uh, the childhood. The proverbial high yes horse.
1: He's not on one, but the proverbial one.
0: And so that go. was my favorite part. When they're going and they're searching these office buildings and then they find it. I'm like, oh, it was so great. That Abernathy, not- but that he was super kind and and yes. l- and listened to Billy and and even went with them at one point and so. But you what I learned great
1: character. Oh, go ahead. Tell me what you learned. Then I want to get get into Ulysses because he's a good character.
0: Well, factually, I learned about the Lincoln Highway. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I'd never <laughs> even heard of it, and me it's neither. funny because neither did the author. Did you read that? No. Uh. Yeah. Uh, that was someone had asked him a question what's something that surprised you or that you learned through writing this and he said the actual lincoln highway existence he did not know that the actual title when he first started writing it was called unfinished business that was the original title and he was mapping out like how these boys would go to california and all this and or you know new york and he said he discovered the lincoln highway and he's like oh (laughs) so
1: i'll call it that
0: the
1: yeah. Highway. Yeah. I. I mean, it was, uh, and then his use of, uh, like he would take one scene. They tell you this, you know, when you teach writing, to take one scene and then it explode it. You know, so there's even a scene where he's going, Duchess is going to the restroom and he meets a salesman in there, and he, and he just explodes that scene about telling the salesman how great he is and all that. And I said, way to explode a moment. Mm-hmm because he, he, it was amazing. But uh, there's Wooly said at one point, uh, I loved this quote. I tried to write it down as quickly as I could. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone were like a piece in a jigsaw puzzle, fitting perfectly, inconveniencing no one? And I thought, well, you know what we do? We are like a jigsaw puzzle. Every piece is different, and we could fit together if we, if we sh- would strive for that. Mm-hmm. you know but we we kind of want to point out everybody's faults except our own
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and we want to be the we don't want to be what the shape that we are we want to be someone else's shape i want
1: to be a border piece hello yeah of course you know that, and then it said the comfort of knowing one's sense of right and wrong was shared by another and somehow more true emmett uh emmett to me, well, I guess Emmett might have been my favorite character until the end. And then Billy kind of, uh, I don't know. Billy comes through. At, at the beginning, he's just a little kid. And, he's, and, and lo and behold, he loves the Count of Monte Cristo, which was just what Grace Bennett loved. I know. <laughs>
0: like, Connection. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, that was her epiphany book. And then he's hugging the, the Count of Monte Cristo. So, so you're talking about... That the... We have
0: to read that, but hey. I, I'm up for it. I'm game. Um so you were talking about Billy and the End. I wanna get to that. I want to talk about it. So this will be if if you want if you don't want any spoilers, I would stop here and come back um after you finish the book. Um because there there's a lot I want to ask you about the end. And so it was it was surprising. And so um spoiler alert, after this point we will be talking about the end. So it's the last um, sixty pages. So now go ahead and talk about so you're, you're talking about Billy at the end. What was it that you liked about Billy at the end?
1: Well, so at the end, he has figured everything out. And so I realized, you know, he, he was not a main character. He was important. But he kind of becomes the pivotal character at the end. Mm-hmm. And because he's the one that knew that Dutchess couldn't read. He's the one that knew Dutches couldn't swim. He's the mm-hmm. one that figured out because he listened to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Image uh, yelling at Duchess because Duchess wanted to take Wooly back to his home place and get the fortune that was Wooly's, you know. And it's all about the money. And Image yelling, there is no money. And then Billy said, yes, there is Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> because he opened the safe. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe it. So I was just like, oh, my goodness. And at the end, you know, you realize that Duchess, is messed up he's really messed up in his head
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because when he points a gun at it you know because he at, for a brief moment i really i thought he was funny he was he had charisma and all that but then it's just like uh, i saw a quote that said an education without god is like a ship without a compass mm. and uh he, he really duchess had no compass
0: well, I think Duchess is really is um, the definition of a psychopath, and uh, I mean, from psychopath we think of like this raging killer, but a lot of, it, it's an actual term, and really it just means that you are not what you claim to be. And like he he's a charmer; he can get away. he can he knows how people tick, and he uses that, and he has kind of his own his own messed up sense of right and wrong and you know kind of where he is the the judge and the executioner at the same you know he Mm -hmm. so which obviously comes from his childhood you know and uh, anyway but so he's kind of a at the end it's kind of you kind of see that come out a little bit more that he's he is a dangerous character and townhouse warned uh emmett about him Basically and saying don't
1: tell him who Townhouse is.
0: Townhouse was a bunkmate in Salinas, which was the child um juvie, juvie type town. yes. And and he was um black and to Dutch's credit, Duchess uh took up for him and, and saved him from some things that were happening. Um but he also that was when uh there was a, a part where they had escaped to go see a movie. Anyway, Duchess ended up um being caught and Townhouse got the, the licks instead of Duchess. Anyway, so... And that's what's hard, too, about the story. There's, there's things that Duchess does that is very... And I, maybe that's his inner struggle because there's things that he does that are very kind. I think that that's, it's almost like that coming... It's a coming-of-age story you see between Emmett and him because they're leaving adolescence and they're going to adulthood. They're going out on their own. Yeah, because it's, Emmett... Emmett is
1: making that, you know, he has a good idea. Go to California, be the first one to do a fixer-upper. That was a great idea. But Townhouse knows that he will never be shed of Duchess. Yes. And he said, put some space between you and Duchess.
0: And what did he say? He said, Duchess... Doesn't have peripheral vision, so oh yes, the, that's
1: very powerful. Yes. so the
0: the people that are get there's a lot of damage that's going on in his peripheral vision that he doesn't see, because he'll he'll be so. And that's true, and part of it is like self sabotage. I don't even think he's aware that he's in. And at the end, it's ultimate self sabotage. Yeah. So, which I guess we can talk about because I already gave the spoiler alert. Yeah. So, so
1: the, the sad part was Wooly he takes his medication and he had gotten some prescription medication from his sister. And then he just lays out on his bed and he does is, an
0: intentional he, overdose. Yeah. Um, and he, so, but
1: he's been on this drugs, but, and, and the, the, he, I think you're right about him being like childlike because he would say absolutely instead of absolutely and positively, absolutely. And and, por- would, and porpoise
0: yeah, and instead porpoise. of purpose. Yeah.
1: And he had really not had a good life. Uh, his family put a lot of demands on him and been kicked out of many schools boarding and, schools Yeah, so I, I, I felt uh, I felt he was sad his character was very sad but yes. Billy helped him and uh, we left Ulysses but Ulysses is the one who protected Billy in the train when Emmett was gone this pastor what was his name? Pastor John yeah. he was horrible and he hit Billy
0: and was trying to and steal then, his clothing collection.
1: Which was like silver dollars. So mm-hmm. it was worth a lot. But then you hear this deep voice and it says, leave him be. Like that, you know. And that is a guy named Ulysses. And he actually tosses Pastor John off the train. And then you had read somewhere that somebody thought Pastor John might be uh, Duchess's dad.
0: Yes, I could see that. Because he, he was very well spoken. So Duchess's dad was an actor And he was great. He was great with theatrics. And Pastor John was really well spoken and could quote a lot. Um, So I was like, it doesn't seem that far fetched to me that. And he is greedy because Duchess's dad basically sold him down the. Like, Duchess ended up at the Salinas for not his own fault. He didn't steal anything. His dad had done it, and he got the blame for it. So that
1: would take a pretty low scoundrel, you know, to do that yeah. to your own son.
0: So, but so, so the ending that and really it was well done. And so there's there's a rowboat that has a hole in it and um, Emmett has knocked Duchess unconscious and he has been loaded in this rowboat with rocks in it so the hole is not is, is not They're in not the water the water yeah if duchess stays on the back of the boat if he goes forward then the hole goes in the water and and stuff comes but and left a note saying he wanted to there's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and he wanted it divided between duchess the three of them billy and emmett so they did they divided it up and emmett put it in the front of the boat and so, so Duchess is left with a choice. He, he can either if he goes for the money then he's going to drown. Uh, if he stays in the back and paddles with his arms, you know, like it'll, it's slow but he can eventually get to shore. Um, so it, he, he got to choose his own fate, basically. So mm-hmm. yep. and, and I, I read the uh, about uh, what the author was intending for that you know, and he was basically... You know, everyone can make their own conclusions, but... Because some people were saying, well, calling Emmett, like, well, was that with murder intent? Because he knew he couldn't swim, because Billy had said that. Um, but the author's intent was not... He wasn't doing it on, like... He just wanted Duchess to have a choice. Mm-hmm. So he so he was leaving him with a, a choice, like... And the greed obviously took over, but... And
1: if he had chosen the other way, it might have changed him. Yeah. It, it could have been mm-hmm. the, the turning factor in his life. But if, you know, if he was so, um, I don't know, what would you say the word? Psychopath? If, if, yeah. Maybe he, like, like Townhouse said, he had no peripheral vision. Like he can't see beyond what, I want the money.
0: Yes. I want the money. So, like, whoa. And, he been... and he had promised Billy, because Billy said, don't, don't hurt him. So, or, you know, Duchess. And he didn't. He, he put him in a situation where he had the choice to either hurt himself or make it out. And
1: So, at one so... point, Duchess was pointing the gun at Emmett. And then when he turned it on Billy, I, I was surprised that uh, Emmett was able to kind of control himself.
0: Well, do you know why?
1: Well, I mean, that would be a, um, Emmett wouldn't care for himself to get hurt, but yeah, he,
0: that's where he had him. But did you hear what Billy said when he turned the gun on Billy? What did he say? Billy said he can't read. He doesn't know Oh, how to close up the house. Because, do you know why that's important? Because when they, when they read the how to close up the house, one of the things was take the firing pins out of the guns so Emmett knew he couldn't shoot Billy
1: that's why he grabbed
0: that's why he grabbed the gun otherwise he wouldn't have grabbed the gun so again Billy saved the day (laughs) I I told
1: you he changed to my favorite character at the end because he knew everything he was
0: so intuitive I I had to go back because I'm like why why did Billy say that what does that matter because he because I was like why is he saying that? Like, he can't read. He, he doesn't know how to close up the house. Because he knew that Emmett read, they had these lists of how to close up the house when you first came in. And yeah, one I remember of them the list. You were was, to do this to the chairs and this to this. And, another know, one was take out the firing pins. So, oh. anyway.
1: Well, I thought he was pointing it at Billy because Billy said he couldn't read and, and he was just mad. And my, uh, yeah, my principal, my well, she was my principal last year, but Ashley, she said uh, she caught on that he couldn't read because he always said it made him queasy and. Yeah, stuff like I
0: caught that, that too.
1: I, I was just like, uh, I, I guess he was a charmer because he, he he had me. <laughs> I didn't catch it,
0: but because multiple did. times he said he, there's a lot of things with reading, and I was like, oh, I don't think he can read.
1: But as you get so, through his childhood and you see what kind of turbulent life he had, you, you realize school was not something he could would have ever had time to do, you know.
0: Closest to that came from the nuns when he was at that. That's the yes. closest he came to having stability and probably would have been better if his dad had just left him there, but mm-hmm. he went and got him out of that, like... To use I mean, him. To use him, yeah. yeah. So... So really,
1: when someone, you know, leaves your life that you, that is kind of toxic, I don't think we realize that that might be the best thing for you is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, but toxic people tend to be pretty selfish. So if they can use you some more, like the, um, uh, verbial, what do they say? The, uh, energy vampires, uh, he just thought, well, I can use, and he did, he used him some more and had him do this and that and. You know, and, uh, man, it was messed up.
0: What was your take on Sally and Emmett at the end?
1: Oh, well, at the end it was funny because Emmett wants to make it clear that, you know, there's nothing between him and Sally. And she, she goes into this diatribe and she says, oh, don't worry about that. I want to take my own trash out. I want to make my own bed, and I want to make my own supper. Don't you worry about that.
0: <laughs> so, do you uh, think that they? that's it for Emmett and Sally? I,
1: I don't think she was interested in Emmett, but I do think she loved Billy. Yeah. And she did want to make sure that he was... I, I think it might be a platonic relationship. She might join in with the fixer-upper household. In the, I, mean, I think I, she's interested in Emmett. In. Oh, you do? Oh yeah, well, I
0: don't but think he, there's
1: going to be a sequel after 588 pages.
0: <laughs> and I think I could see him coming around after they get there and stuff, maybe. But he's just so focused on the mission right now. He can't. It's almost like it may, It reminded me of um, the 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 Eldridge book. You know, he talks about the different the different um, sections of his life and, and Emmett's in the cowboy section right now. So he's not, he can't even hardly think about the lover section Mm -hmm. because he's in the cowboy section and like this adventure and, and, you know, trying to find out um, if he's worth, if he can do it, if he can make this living, if he can make a go of it. So when he gets to the other section, I think he would appreciate Sally more. So,
1: Well, I think when he got to where Wooly was, to the estate, he he had kind of a flashback of like his dad. Maybe his dad would have ended up like Wooly if he hadn't got out. So you think of his dad as a bit of a failure, but maybe his dad did what he had to do to leave that lifestyle.
0: Wow, that's a great connection. I didn't think about that.
1: Well, he he, kind of did when he was looking at that. You know, He was thinking, this is what my dad lived through.
0: You know what he I was thinking? When life. he was looking at those pictures, I thought he was going to see a picture of his dad. I was one, I was like, what if him and Wooly were related? Yeah, But I guess he wasn't.
1: But that's why you like Emmett so much better than Duchess. Because the fact that Duchess is down there banging on a safe, trying to get it open. Trying to get the money while Wooly was up there, you know, die- dying or
0: mm-hmm. dead.
1: You know, that... that and, he shows no emotion, even if he'd showed some emotion, but he showed no emotion.
0: Which is why I labeled him a psychopath. Yeah,
1: well, you know, well, you, you gotta you gotta call it like you see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would uh, definitely it, it's 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 deep, but man, you could really avoid a lot of mistakes if you're <laughs> you know what I'm saying because yeah, I I do think that uh I think the Billy Sunday quote. He's a baseball turned preacher. Uh, he said, More men fail from lack of purpose than lack of talent. I think- and that's what you okay.
0: said. That's what you said, Wooly struggled with, was that he had no purpose. And so, what, going forward, if we're taking that with us as something we learn, how can we help people not fall into the, the Wooly situation? Well,
1: give them something to do. Get them. I mean, God has that all laid out. You have something to do. You know, love him with all your heart and love mankind. That keeps you busy. You won't have any downtime. You will have a purpose. You'll open the door for the old lady at the grocery store. You'll help the kid across the street. You'll be looking for opportunities to serve and
0: your life will be full. But to get to know, that point, I think successful. people have to be validated. Yeah. Because they're well, not going to automatically get to that point i mean i feel like they have to be and not put in a box of like if you want your kid to be this you know live vicariously through your kid that's not healthy oh no no definitely not i
1: I think they're they're their their own person yeah your dad your your his dad wanted to live through him uh Youth, youth is something that is escaping, like the the diamond. You're it's ebbing, mm-hmm. ebb and flow. But you had the youth. You, you will lose it, but so will everyone. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the seasons of your life, embrace what you're in, and and for kids, yeah, they yes indeed they need to be loved for who they are. Billy was quirky, but he was, uh, and I loved that Emmett just loved him. Mm-hmm. You you can love love the person. And, uh, and, and then that makes you, we, we don't want, we shouldn't want our kids to be mini me's. No. There's one me's enough. Believe me. I want it. Like I wanted you to be you and you mm-hmm. are, you know, the improved version. <laughs> See, there you go. The new and improved version. <laughs> so I, I just think that sometimes it, it's too hard. Relationships are hard. You've said that before. They're messy and people really don't want to put in the time. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of go through the motions, and that's what Wooly was raised with—propriety. Mm-hmm. Everything we had to be proper, and mm-hmm. all this. And no one really—I think his sister did.
0: His, I sister, really did. Think
1: his sister did.
0: Everyone but, else had expectations, and he was a disappointment because he wasn't at. Instead of accepting, because he was gifted in certain ways, mm-hmm. and instead of acknowledging that and making and validating that, he, that was looked down on. So
1: I, I compare him and Billy together, and because uh, they're both a little, they kind of were a little bit alike. He lost his dad, and Billy lost his mom. But the difference was, I think you're right when you said uh, Billy's dad was a good dad. Yeah. I don't think Wooly's mom was a good mom. No.
0: Well, she was absentee. Yeah. He was. He was off at a boarding school, so.
1: And then they, they labeled him a failure. I mean, his, his brother in law just came down on him. I yeah. Mean, you know. And uh, I don't know if that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Or he may. Some people said he had it planned all along, that he was going to do this all along. I don't know. I
0: think he had it planned all along.
1: But he did take the. And, and oh, that was one thing you. Uh, remember you mentioned that was really kind of Emmett? Uh, on, when he came upon Wooly and he saw what Willie had done, he took the sister's prescription medication.
0: Yes, because Willie had stolen it from his sister's house, and Emmett had said, you know, Sarah, his sister, was really good at forgiving, but she would never be able to forgive herself. So if she knew that, even though she didn't necessarily have a part to play in it, but that was her, probably like sleeping pills or something. And so that was kind of Emmett.
1: Yeah, and she's pregnant too. Yeah, definitely was. I mean, there was just uh, you act like I feel like I could walk down the street and run into Sally someday. You know, that's how vivid they are.
0: Oh, you can tell that you can tell it took years to write this because everything is very well thought out and very well. I mean, there's so much character development. I think that's a wrap on the Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolles.